Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the word none. And then we'll celebrate Talk Like a Pirate Day with some fun piratey words. When you're thinking about singulars and plurals, you often consider whether you have one or many of something. But the word none is tricky because it's nothing. It's not one or many of something. The truth is that none can be singular or plural, but many people believe it can only be singular. First, let's talk about the singular. When none means roughly not one or no single one, it's followed by a singular verb. It also takes a singular verb when it's followed by a mass noun, like water. None of the water is polluted. But when none means roughly not any, or your sentence has a sense of plurality, none can take a plural verb, and it often sounds more natural. Here's an example. I talked to the boys, and none of them are coming to the party. None of them are coming to the party. You may be chided by the uninformed when you follow none with a plural verb, but don't be afraid to do so if your sentence calls for it. The AP Stylebook, the Chicago Manual of Style, Garner's Modern English Usage, the Oxford English Dictionary, and the American Heritage Dictionary Usage Note all say it's fine to use a plural verb with the word none if it means something like no two, not any, or no amount of these things. In fact, the American Heritage Usage Note gives many examples from important writers and even throws down an example from the King James Bible. All the drinking vessels of King Solomon were of gold. None were of silver. Sometimes either a singular or a plural verb will work. Should it be, none of them is brave? Not one of them is brave? Or, none of them are brave? Not any of them are brave? In cases like that, you can use the word that sounds most natural to you. Or you can also just use the singular verb to play it safe. None of them is brave. So that's your quick and dirty tip. None can be singular or plural. Try to decide whether it means not one, in which case it's singular, or not any, in which case it's plural. And if you aren't sure, none is, is safer. Next, International Talk Like a Pirate Day is coming up on September 19th. So today we'll talk about pronunciations and phrases associated with pirates. For example, you may be wondering why pirates are usually portrayed as speaking erotic variety of English. In other words, why do pirates say R? One theory is that many famous pirates, including Blackbeard, real, and Long John Silver, fictional, were said to come from a British region known to have a strong Rhotic West Country accent. Pirates also came from other regions, and R was used in some descriptions of pirates before the 1950s. But the actor Robert Newton is largely responsible for popularizing the R sound for depicting pirates. Newton played Long John Silver in the movie Treasure Island in 1950, and Blackbeard in the movie Blackbeard the Pirate in 1952. Newton grew up near that same West Country region in southwestern England as these pirates, Dorset to be specific, and he used the local accent to portray the pirates on film. And the hard R accent has been associated with pirates ever since. 
But pirates weren't a homogeneous group. There were Scottish pirates, French pirates, Spanish pirates, and so on. So you can't really say there was one specific way that pirates talked. Some may have said arg, but a lot probably didn't. We don't have recordings or even many writings to help figure it out. The word pirate itself is old. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, it's, quote, of multiple origins, partly a borrowing from French and partly a borrowing from Latin, unquote. Many languages have a similar-sounding term for these sea raiders, including Spanish, Portuguese, Dutch, German, and Italian. Etymology Online traces it all the way back to the Proto-Indo-European word perya. Other long-used names for pirates include buccaneers and freebooters. Buccaneer first described pirates along the Spanish coast, and believe it or not, the word is related to barbecue. A bucan was a type of barbecue, and a buconer was someone who dried meat on the barbecue. French settlers on St. Domingo were called buccaneer, which meant someone who hunts wild oxen and dries it on the bucan, or barbecue. Those French hunters turned to pirating after being driven from their trade by Spanish authorities, according to Etymology Online. Thus, buccaneer became another word for pirate. Freebooters is another word for pirate that surprised me, because I've only heard it used recently to refer to online pirates, usually to refer to people who steal other people's YouTube videos and post them on their own accounts. But it also goes way back. You can trace it to a Dutch word in the 1500s that meant free booty, as in free plunder or profit, that led to the word vreebouter, which meant pirate or robber, someone who goes after that free booty. From the Dutch vreebouter, English-speaking people called pirates freebooters. And another current word you'll know that has surprising origins in piracy is filibuster, It goes back to that same Dutch word that gives us freebooter, this time coming to English via the Spanish, who called pirates in the West Indies and Central America filibustero. The French also called pirates a name from the same origin, filibuste. In English, filibuster originally referred to those same West Indies and Central American pirates. But in the 1850s and 1860s, also came to refer to outlaw adventurers from the United States, who, according to Etymology Online, tried to overthrow Central American governments. A few years later, it was used to describe a senator who tried to obstruct the normal function of the legislature. A filibuster described a person just like a gardener describes a person and a player describes a person. Soon after again, it came to refer to the act itself— So someone who is filibustering is essentially pirating the Senate or other governing body. And filibuster was a noun that got verbed, so to speak, for people who like the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon that says verbing weirds language. Now, what about some pirate sayings? Sources say it's not known whether real-life pirates said things such as avast and shiver me timbers but the OED does list them as nautical terms, or at least made-up nautical terms. Timber is another word for wood, and timbers can refer to the wooden ribs or frame of a ship. One old meaning of the verb shiver was to break something apart into fragments or splinters. For example, in an 1825 book by James Ferguson called Lectures on Electricity, 
The speaker describes how an electrical shock can break glass placed under a weight. Quote, the glass, under such management, is generally shivered into small pieces, unquote. So shiver me timbers would be an exclamation that means something like, well, break apart my ship. The OED editors don't seem to think pirates really said it, though. They call it a mock oath that comes from comic fiction. Avast seems more likely to have been a real nautical term. Dictionary entries don't have any caveats and say it probably comes from a worn-down Dutch word that means hold fast. So when a pirate says, avast, matey, he's telling you to stop or hold up. Finally, thinking about pirates got me thinking about why we say both Caribbean and Caribbean. We have the song Caribbean Queen and the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, but also the cruise ship line Royal Caribbean. The word Caribbean comes from the name of some of the people who live in the area, the Carib. That would probably imply that Caribbean is the correct pronunciation, but that's not what I'm seeing from looking at references. Dictionaries list both pronunciations as acceptable, and there are actually even more than those two. A 2010 book on pronunciation says that Caribbean is more common among British speakers and Caribbean is more common among American speakers. But my reading of the OED shows that they say Caribbean is also more common among British speakers. Regardless, it's clear that both pronunciations are common in both countries. Finally, I checked with Tobias S. Bucknell, a science fiction author I follow on Twitter who's from the region. He says that even he uses both pronunciations. For example, someone once noticed that he says he's a Caribbean-born writer, but he'll say that he flew down to the Caribbean. That someone speculated it's related to the part of speech, Caribbean for an adjective and Caribbean for the noun. But Tobias thinks it probably depends more on the melodic rhythm of the sentence. In the end, all I can say is that both pronunciations are fine. One isn't better or more right than the other. So shiver me timbers and give me an arg. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all my articles and podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. And you can get every single podcast I ever recorded that still exists, more than 600 of them, ad-free by signing up for Stitcher Premium at stitcherpremium.com grammar. Use the code grammar for a free month, during which time you can also binge listen all the bonus episodes. That's all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>